0: Okay, so today is going to be a shorter episode, maybe. It's the episode I promised you about looking at an inside view of my health issue and why I disconnected for a couple months from my business, from social media, and from my audience and my email list. I have been healing from something that was pretty scary to me and kind of opened my eyes to some things. And so I kind of wanted to just tell you what that is. Just so you know, and I think it's important to talk about things. Um, I I hope that this helps somebody else who might be in the same physical state that I was in to let them know that it's actually not something to be taken lightly. A couple months ago, uh, my husband finally told me, or well, he had been trying to convince me to go get uh, labs drawn. Now, this sounds like a really childish issue, but I have a real problem with getting needles in my arm and I don't think it's the needle exactly I think what I've determined is it's the fact that they can't find my veins that's really the problem if you can just poke me with a needle and be done with it like really quickly that's fine but not when you have to dig around and I have huge bruising on my arms like that has been my experience with people trying to find my veins over the past how many years and so I kind of a few years ago decided I'm all good you know, I don't, I don't need to go get my labs taken every year. I'm fine. Like I'm healthy. I don't even, I think I haven't gone to the doctor for a few years now. So, but I'd been having interesting issues. So for one thing, I was really exhausted and I had been physically tired for, I would say if I look back and be honest with myself, I was probably physically tired for at least a year, maybe 18 months to two years where it was getting to the point of am I like this out of shape so my my excuses were that I'm getting old and um, I'm too out of shape and I'm too fat and I don't eat right and I eat too much sugar now some of that is probably true right but the thing is that I didn't understand the depravity, not the depravity, is that the right word even? I didn't understand the seriousness of the issue or what, how serious it could be, how serious these symptoms could be. And I didn't know that all the things I was, th- all the symptoms I was facing really come together to um, give you clues as to what it actually is. So I want to talk about that. So, okay, the tired thing, I mean, this is the thing, right? I had just decided, well, I guess this is how life is now when my family wants to go do like these physical things like climb these, you know, even to go up Sugarloaf in Marquette, which is I mean, yes, it can be strenuous. But I tried it this past summer with my husband. And literally when we got about halfway, I said, we have to turn around and go back down. I mean, for one thing, I, I it's really slow, right? I'm really slow at climbing stairs and, like, I feel like an 84-year-old woman is what I was saying, right? Right. Instead of a 51-year-old woman. Like, that's physically... I felt like I see all these other people around me. They're so physically active and they're my age or older, you know, and I guess that's just not me. You know, (laughs) am I willing to put the work in to be that energetic? I guess I'm not because I'm just not that energetic. And so I was kind of, I had kind of accepted this about myself for the last, let's say, couple years when I'd go on walk with a friend or whatever, it's like, well, we have to go at my pace. And it's pretty slow. We're going to walk pretty slow because I just can't walk faster than this. And it's weird how you can just get into the mindset that this is just how it is. You even accept it as the new normal. But there were other things. Okay, this past summer, I had some bouts of really deep depression, which was scary. I've never felt that depressed or that unmotivated about anything. For a long time, I remember having the thing that I can relate it to, of course, after my son died, after our son died of suicide, of course, there was a long period of grieving. And yes, there was some possible depression in there. But I knew it was grieving. I really felt that this is going to pass. It wasn't like, oh, this is hopeless. It's never going to pass. I really felt like I had to live through this period of grief. So that happened, right? Another thing that happened is after one of my babies, I had four babies. And after one of them, I had what I wouldn't call postpartum depression, I'd call it postpartum blues. Um, I didn't have the deep, deep depression that I hear about people having, but I did have the blues and it felt really bluesy, you know, and I felt Sort of hopeless and tired and all of that. This depression, this summer, the few times that it really came on and got really bad, felt terrible and it felt like the worst thing. And it felt like I couldn't believe how unmotivated I felt about anything in life, and that was scary to me. And I thought about maybe going to therapy or yeah, therapy. I guess I first of all I thought about therapy, um, but then it would it would come for a few days and it would go away and I'd get a little more energetic again. So I wasn't really sure what was going on. So there was that. Um, the other thing is for about three years, maybe I've been struggling with keeping my fingernails healthy. So that seems like a weird thing, but I have gone all over the internet searching for ways to strengthen my nails and it's all those outside things, you know, or well, not necessarily, but it's like I tried biotin and I took some kind of create, um, Oh, I forget the name of those supplements. I took I tried different supplements. Um, My hair was falling out. I think I lost about a third of my hair in the last couple years. Uh, There was one point where it just all seemed like it fell out. It was very strange. I remember asking in Facebook if anybody knows of of women I I thought all of this was related to my hormones you know because I've never even after I had babies I don't remember my hair ever falling out I know people talk about their hair falling out I never had that problem and I have thick thick hair so you know I notice when it falls out and this was the first time in my life my hair was falling out so I had the hair falling out I had the nail issues meaning I can't seem to grow especially my thumbnails will not grow past the end of my thumb they crack they chip they're very brittle and then also my my fingernails too Um, it's very frustrating. It's been that way for a while. And I started wearing nail polish, which was a no, no quote, no, no, um, kind of a rule or something. Everybody followed in the religious community I was in. So it felt, I felt shameful and guilty that I had to sneak around wearing nail polish because I felt like my fingernails looked better and maybe they were stronger because I was, um, I put the hardener stuff on first, you know, and then that's a whole nother issue, right? But these are the things I was doing to solve a problem that was related to something totally different. Um, I'm not sleeping well, I haven't slept well for many years. Now there's many reasons for that, maybe. But you know, this is one other symptom, I think, Um, not sleeping well, headaches, I was getting especially in this past year, I felt like I was getting several headaches a month where I would be taking um, even to go to bed. Now, headaches related to my period and my menstrual cycle, that's one thing. These weren't those headaches. Um, I know that, you know, sometimes I get headaches related to that, but these were different. So I had headaches, Uh, I'm trying to think of the weird things. Oh, there was another weird thing. Okay, before I tell you the whole thing about what this is, the other weird thing is several years ago, I really got into chalking. And if you ever followed me on Facebook, you might have seen a while ago I had, this was couple years ago maybe and I was posting pictures of you know me learning chalk and I just thought oh this is great I'm interested in some art thing you know but what happened is I became really obsessive about chalk I was I loved the smell of it the feel of it the um the sound of it on the chalkboard like all of it and and I was really getting to the point where I was worried I might want to start eating it <laughs> honestly I just had this intense desire to be with chalk and so I actually stopped using it altogether and I found alcohol markers instead and alcohol markers don't make me feel like I want to eat them <laughs> so However, I have to tell you that part because that's weird. And that actually goes with this thing I'm going to talk about. What else? I can't think now if there's anything I missed. So let me tell you what happened. I finally went to the doctor or I didn't go. First, I just called them and said, listen, I need to get a blood draw as soon as possible. I don't want to come in. I don't want to wait for an appointment first. Like this is really important. I am super, super exhausted. Oh, and then by the way, I was having like different times of just my heart pounding in my ears." Um, I would walk up a flight of steps and I'd be like at the top going (laughs) I mean it was just really bad, right? It was just like I have to stop and take a rest at the top. I mean, it was it was to the point of ridiculous. However, again, I'm just thinking I am so out of shape. This is ridiculous. So I told the doctor like I was tired of this and I need to go get I don't care what tests he ordered. I need to figure out why I'm so physically exhausted. I honestly wondered then is it because I have cancer? You know, well, here's the thing, right? Do you want to even find these things out? Sometimes I think we avoid finding out the truth. Anyways, what happened is I went and got my blood drawn. The next day, the doctor calls and says, listen, you need to go to the emergency room and get a um, emergency blood transfusion. And turns out, so if you know anything about hemoglobin, hemoglobin carries um, oxygen in your blood, right? It carries the oxygen to the organs, all of your organs. And my hemoglobin level, a normal thing would be 12.5, as I have found out that that would be a level I should be at. And I was at 5.7, which is really, really low, which is when I went to the ER, the doctor said, I, I uh- I can't believe that you're not passing out a lot, that you don't have like major heart palpitations. Like he said, I'm on the verge of having a heart attack. And that was really scary to me. And I was just shocked. Like I let myself deplete myself to this point of almost having a heart attack. And here I'm just thinking I am out of shape. Like I need to hire a personal trainer. No amount of personal training, no amount of exercise was going to fix this when I just don't have, I don't have the blood volume I need. Like my blood volume was in half meaning i don't have enough oxygen my it's like my whole system was gasping for oxygen and for air and so i had i had two units of blood that day that was the day after i had my um lab labs done and of course then also the other thing is my ferritin which is where your iron stores are my ferritin was zero it said less than one on my lab report basically zero I had run out my iron stores which the thing is that iron the iron stores are there to feed your hemoglobin is what this is how I understand it in layman terms simple language it might not be totally correct I have never had medical training I am not a doctor this is just me understanding that what my ferritin is it stores my iron and um, I've read different things online it might be wrong. But what I'm reading is like, I should shoot to have a, a level of 100 ferritin. That's what I think. Um, I've read different things about if you have less than 60, you know, that's bad. I, I don't know. I think there's different levels. Well, mine was zero. Now in the past, my ferritin has been low and we've worked on it. And it just seems like it's hard to increase ferritin. It, for me, it has been, been really difficult. But apparently this is an issue, right? So now I had run out my iron stores, which is why my hemoglobin then really, there was no iron stores to feed my hemoglobin. So my hemoglobin just got lower and lower. So the thing is, and the, the plan moving forward now is for one thing, we decided I was going to get the IV iron treatments. Um, the IV iron treatments are, you know, you just get iron through an IV. I'm doing a five-week treatment plan. I'm on, I'm going to be on the fifth week next week. So that's good. Um, but before we started iron treatments, I had been taking um, Floridex, which is an iron supplement. And I had been, you know, me, sure I ate steak a few times a week and but basically for me it was about the Floridex I was making sure I was having Floridex and I increased so add so the transfusion plus the Floridex within about four weeks I think that was about four weeks later when I had my um, blood another complete blood count done so four weeks later I had increased my hemoglobin from 5.7 to 10.5 which is a huge jump but not remember it's still low right we need 12.5 and then my ferritin had gone up to a 7 from 0 to 7 so i was feeling like okay at least i'm seeing something happening here so in a couple more weeks now i'm going to be having another blood count taken and i'm really hoping to see that i'm on a, on the right track so what i want to say is all of those symptoms i told you including the weird symptom of chalk all of those can be found under iron deficient anemia Uh, All those symptoms, Um, not sleeping, having headaches, you know, of course, the heart pounding palpitations, the the super extreme fatigue, like extreme, if I'm going to be really honest, extreme. When I found out that I was, um, there was a reason for my physical tiredness. I stopped ignoring it and I just thought I'm going to lean into my physical, I'm going to really lean in and just allow it and feel it and see how bad it really is and just allow myself to take a rest. Well, I was so amazed at how tired I was all day, every day. And I would just take a nap when I wanted to. And every day I was taking naps every single day for there at at first. Of course, I also felt like I was, my body was recovering from some kind of major surgery or something. Um, So I just, I disconnected myself from social media. I was running a group at the time. So I kept running my group because that only met once a week and it was fine. I could do that. So I could do these um, intermittent things, you know, but I really allowed myself to just not force things and not be, um, how would you say it? Like, I feel like I'm usually go, 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 run, 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 ignore what my body says. You know, even though this is what I teach other people, right? It's like, listen to your body. Like, when do you need to rest? <laughs> um, I feel like I don't need to rest. Like, I'm fine, you know, and I think I've gotten in such a pattern over my life. Although I am a manifesting generator, but I'm also like a high achiever type of person who wants to do everything right and wants to do it all. And I mean, I'm really learning now. That's not important. Like my, My health needs to come in there somewhere. So my health is super important to me. And what do I need to do? How do I need to change? So part of what I'm doing is allowing myself to, again, this is almost the next this is the next level of, of stuff, right? Because I already felt like I did this after our son died of suicide. I took a look at my life. I I really looked at what is important, like what's going on here. And I made a lot of changes. However, I think the next layer for me is being real and being authentic with who I am. And I think, and I know, to be honest, I know that this is a core issue for me now to solve. To tell people who I truly am instead of hiding. Again, I feel like I'm still hiding behind a mask of trying to be somebody who other people want me to be. It's just this deeply ingrained conditioning that has happened in my life, Um, trying to Please everybody else all the time. It's just, it's the way I was conditioned, right? And it's nobody's fault. It's the, it's, you know, my mom was conditioned like that. I I watched my grandma in that mode, right? Please everybody else. um, Do everything for everybody else first. Then think about yourself maybe (laughs) at the tail end. Um, I I swear I thought I was getting out of that, but I still feel like um, in the core part of who I am, I need to be real and honest with the people I love who about who I am and I think I'm still hiding out from telling them the truth of who I am and the truth of what I believe so this is the next step for me and what has this this thought about why I think so gosh I want the words to come out right here and I feel like my brain is all over the place right now I am in training or currently I am at the tail end of being certified um In emotional freedom technique, but it's quantum alignment system. So it's about using EFT with human design, and I'm loving it. But what we learned in that was we learned the nine resiliency keys, and one of and in the nine resiliency keys, which are um, the way that you know all of us, if we're living out the expression of these resiliency keys and not being blocked in any of them, let's say, we can be a high expression of who we are. We can live a happier more fulfilling life right we can feel better our health will be good so in the nine resiliency keys there's um something there's physical symptoms associated with with each of the keys and what's interesting is when i looked at which keys are associated with blood because that is my health problem one of the keys there's four of them that were associated with blood And I can't remember all four, but I think I remember three off the top of my head. But the one that stands out most to me is authenticity. This is an issue I know I've been trying to work on for a couple of years. And it's obvious that it's caused me a lot of physical problems. So I need to really take that into consideration. And this is something that I think many women have issues with and it's part of why I love human design is helping people find out how they're designed to be and accepting that and so I think even then it's like there's the one step of knowing how you're designed to be there's the next step of actually living your authenticity right so authenticity was one self-trust and courage were two others and I can't remember the fourth one but those three things to me all go back to the fact that I'm not being courageous to be my Myself, I'm not being authentic, um, and I don't trust myself. I don't trust the way I feel to then tell you know then to create my life or my business or my schedule or whatever. I'm not trusting my body when it says, "Hey, you're tired. It's time to take a nap, or it's time to rest, or it's time to rejuvenate in some way." And I'm not trusting that about myself. So now I know my areas of work. So not only with the physical stuff of taking iron supplements, right? But the actual being real and honest and true to who I am will really help to, um, my body will be healthier, right? There's so many studies now, right? Or have been studies for years that show, and so many of us know this, that emotional issues, that cause so much stress on our body really play into our physical issues and our physical problems, so that 's where I have been um, i 've been a bit disconnected, meaning i haven 't been as consistent on podcasts and I have kind of gotten confused again about what direction am I going with my business? What direction do I want to take my work? And I've I've allowed myself to take this time away in order not only to sleep <laughs> and just to rest and, and just rethink. And I've allowed it to be time to rethink also and just to... Um, you know, I've been doing, I've still been doing a lot of personal growth work. I've, I've been in a lot of tapping sessions because I've been going through this certification. Um, it's just been really helpful in that respect of bringing up things that I thought I had solved. And I guess I haven't, and the new things have come to the surface. So I, I just think if, but here's, here's how I want to wrap up this episode. If you, are tired. (laughs) If you're really exhausted and there doesn't seem to be a good explanation, you know, sometimes we think, well, I should just do more exercise. But in my case, that was not the answer. If I had done more exercise, in fact, one time I try, I remember um, this summer, I took my husband on a walk and I said, we're going to start interval walking. Like I wanted to do that, you know, where you push yourself really hard for a minute or two, and then you slow down for a minute or two. Right. And I was going to try that. Well, I was trying to push myself through even the first interval and my body rebelled and I got so nauseous and my head was like spinning and felt lightheaded. And I thought I was going to puke and I'm like, what? All I was trying to do was walk a little faster for a couple of minutes. So there's these weird things, right? And you can just totally ignore them, just totally ignore them and say, oh my gosh, I'm just so out of shape. Maybe if you find yourself saying that same thing over and over again, I'm just so out of shape. I should just try this. But it you know what, like nothing seems to be helping you or you don't feel, I mean, maybe you should get some blood drawn if you haven't done that for a while. Um, I'm I'm thinking I might want to do it every year for a while just to make sure that, you know, I'm maintaining some level of um, homeostasis and in, in the way that my body works. So yeah, that's how I want to wrap that up because I have to say that I was looking at iron deficient anemia uh, there's a really good youtube channel a woman from the uk who is a tv broadcaster and she talked about the 137 symptoms of iron deficient anemia because she had been misdiagnosed for i don't know how long many times she was misdiagnosed people her quote normal doctors thought her iron was just fine but it wasn't so i would say that if your ferritin is low I think each person might be different on what does low feel like, because seven for me is really low still, right? I need to be, it needs to be much higher than that, right? We're working on that. I don't know when it would be that my ferritin is at a good level that I'm going to actually feel good and my symptoms are going to go away. My fingernails still haven't, I'm not seeing that they're um, healed yet. Um, I feel like my hair isn't to where it was before. So I feel like <laughs> once I, I I think when my hair feels normal and healthy again, and when my nails, that's when I'm, I think I'm going to know, okay, my ferritin must be good now, right? But until then, I'm going to be very, um, oh, and I'm, I'm just going to continue on this journey of knowing I need, and this, to be honest, why do I have, so here's the other thing, right? This um, without being too much information or whatever, or whatever, <laughs> but this is normal, right? For, for me getting into the stage of my life where I'm hitting menopause, I have had such heavy, heavy flow. So that is what has contributed to my iron deficiency. That is what's contributed to my hemoglobin dropping so drastically. So that's another issue we're working on right now. Um, with my doctor who I love my doctor he's a holistic practitioner and we really get try to get to the root of this so why is you know why is my flow so heavy let's so we're working on that too so there's a few approaches we're taking and if this is you and I just wanted if anybody's out there and thinks that you know all of these symptoms they're having aren't related like all those weird symptoms even me Eat, wanting to eat chalk, that could have possibly been because I have low iron and it's a weird symptom of it. So I just, um, I hope that this helps somebody out there. And I, I was trying to connect it. The, the reason I wanted to talk about it today too, is because when I think of burnout, like I would say, I'm not burned out. Like that's projectors and manifestors they get burned out, right? I'm not burned out. I'm a manifesting generator. But you know, all of us can get burned out. And I was so it's not just tired, burned out. It's a physical burnout. I was physically like I have proof that I was burned out. And even though I was doing work I loved, I had let my body deplete itself to the nth degree. So I am so adamant now about um, these root causes of our of our health issues like what is the root cause of it it's not just because you need more exercise it's not because you need to eat better sometimes there's a root cause and yes we need to do all those other things so I think it's a holistic approach too. just doing mindset work would not have helped my issue I couldn't have you know, done enough mindset work to make my iron be where it's supposed to be. I needed extra support. I need actual extra physical support. And I need doctor support. I need the medical system for that. So I think sometimes we can get in our head of just thinking, oh, we can solve this. So I hope this helps somebody out there and, or if you know of somebody who's been complaining about these weird things, like I talked about hair loss. I talked about nails for a couple years. I told people, nobody ever said, have you gotten your iron checked? I mean, I wish somebody would have said that. Nobody said it. And how do you know, right? You don't know this stuff, but now I think I will be really, um, listening in for cues when people tell me that stuff. I'll be like, uh, do you think that, you know, do you know what your iron levels are? Because the weird, weird symptoms that can come, right? When, you, when you're when you not um, feeding your body, when you're not giving your body the things that it needs. Okay, I think that is long enough. I am so grateful that I found this out about myself and I still think it's going to be a struggle. I I'm not intending for it to be a struggle, but I know that my struggle is to learn to be authentic and courageous about being who I am and speaking my truth. And those are the things I'm working on. And that's actually the real core of the work that I want to do with other women is how can you speak your truth? How can you be yourself? How can you be real about what you want in your life? And how can you tell others about that and really go for it and not feel guilty and not feel shameful for it? And I will definitely be talking more about that in the future as I unravel the reasons that this has is a theme in my life. So stay tuned for all of that. I am super excited to that I will be doing a mastermind in starting in January. So this is for six women and if you are at all wondering about your human design or or wanting to be more authentic and be you, be more you, well, come find out what you're, how you're designed to be. And you can go to RebeccaTurvo.com. You can see my services there, but you can go to RebeccaTurvo.com forward slash design. And that will bring you to a page of my human design services. And I am so excited to go into 2022 and help you out with all of that. But if you Definitely if you know of anybody interested in a small group experience of living according to your human design, you can go and you can reach out to me at Rebecca at RebeccaTurvo.com or send me a Facebook message. And I would love to talk with you about that. Again, that's only for six women. It starts in January and it goes through June. So it's a six month experience and it's for six women. And I will um, be talking about that more. I'm gonna send out an email about that. If you're not on my list please be sure to email me and say you would like to be on my list because right now that's just not something I have set up but I am feeling so much more energetic and I've had so many amazing ideas for what 2022 is going to look like. All right that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening in. I will talk with you next time.